Do you like wine? Do you like charities? With One Hope Wine, you can do both. One Hope is an award-winning company in California that is built on hope and rooted in purpose. Go to jenandcamsonehope.com or Jen and Cam's One Hope on Instagram for more information. One Hope Wine, changing the world never tasted so good. Today's episode of the Ringside Rant is brought to you by Hugh Kitchen. Hugh is a family-founded chocolate and snacking company focused on creating products that match ultra-simple ingredients with unbeatable taste. Built on a strong mission to help people get back to human, Hugh only uses simple, real, and reasonably sourced ingredients. Hugh obsessively vets every ingredient to unite unbeatable taste with unmatched simplicity. They go beyond what is easy and expected to ensure that their products and practices are ethical and put both humanity and the human body first. All of Hugh's products are gluten-free, dairy-free, refined sugar-free, and aren't heavily processed. You know, this time of the year, I absolutely love chocolate, and HughKitchen.com has a great holiday pack, dark chocolate, milk chocolate, any chocolate that you like, they got. So go over there and use the code POD to get 15% off your next purchase at HughKitchen.com. That's H-U-Kitchen.com. And the promo code again is POD, P-O-D, for 15% off at HughKitchen.com. And find out why Hugh helps people get back to human. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Ringside Rant and welcome to a very special edition of the Ringside Rant right here in Ranters Nation. I have a returning comedic superstar. Two time. No, no, unfortunately, Corn Ryan Forrester is busy today, so <laughs> we have Cassio Kid. I'm just kidding. Um, Cassio, what's up, man? What's up, buddy? How are you? Oh, uh, outside of being uh, quarantined here in the lovely state of New York, where it is literally snowing out my window right now. And snowing? 20 degrees, yeah. So. It was, it's like transition, like 10 days ago, we had eh, about 70 degrees. Yeah. And uh, I've been pretty much quarantined since, let's see, the 13th of November. So, yeah, well, what's funny about it is the state, uh, the county health department said, oh, yeah, you're good to go back after 10 days from when you, uh, uh, your symptoms started. I'm like, all right, how does that make sense? So I go to my doctor, and they're like, oh, yeah, it's 10 days from when you test positive. I'm like, all right, well, we'll, we'll That's a different timeline problem. I'm like, it's a little bit of a difference, you know? I'm like, you might want to put that in writing so I can go to uh, my, uh, my regular job and uh, be like, yeah, we got uh, to keep you out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you got so, any symptoms? What happens, dude? Honestly, what ended up happening was, like, this time of the year, I usually get, like, uh, like sinus issues. So yeah. I was all congested and, you know, headaches and stuff like that. Uh, I want to say it was the fifth. So I'm like, okay, I thought nothing of it. And then um, that was a Thursday. And then come Saturday, I, start, I lost complete um, anything as far as taste and smell goes. Wow. 
you know, I started, like I said, the headaches continued, you know, I was coughing, sneezing a little bit. So I'm like, okay, this isn't right. So my wife's like, yeah, you better go test on uh, next week. Um, I went to work on Monday thinking, okay, it's just a sinus infection. It's nothing. Cause usually when I get the sinus, I lose a little bit of the taste and the smell. So I'm like, okay, nothing of it. Well, when it kept on going and going and going, I'm like, yeah, that's probably not right. So um, got to work on Tuesday. They're like, yeah, you probably should go home. Okay. <laughs> so I went in on Tuesday, got uh, uh, the whole nasal thing. Holy crap. I don't know if you've had that yet, but it's, I did. Not, it's not comfortable. Now it's real. It's, it's weird. It's, it's dry. Mm-hmm. Is how I, I, met, I, I said it and it was, it didn't hurt. It's just a weird, odd feeling. Yeah. Well, Way up there. They got the plastic. It's dry. And she got it. My nurse got after it up there. I was like, but I'm going to be leaking brain fluid after this. <laughs> well, she went, I'm like, holy crap. My eyes started watering and everything. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, that's, that's not normal. I'm like, hey, can you like hit something part of the brain that actually makes me like think straight or something? Because I'm sure my wife will appreciate it. Well, here's what, here's what I was going to ask. Because I saw this guy going viral online. Uh, you should check out. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have your taste back? Yeah, as you, as you could, uh, I'm actually, since we're going to be watching a couple, a Goldberg match, I figured I'd have to start drinking now. Because <laughs> um, uh, this guy, you should have, I, 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 now I don't want COVID, but if I get COVID, my whole plan is to copy this guy. He lost his taste, mm-hmm. He uh, and he decided to eat everything. So he ate, mm. he took balsamic vinegar, mm-hmm. poured it with apple cider vinegar, and shot it, and no effect. He did anchovies. The only thing that got him was he did a wasabi Oreo. Oh, okay. Um, and he couldn't taste the wasabi, but he still got lit up, and he did, like, a lot of wasabi. So his whole thing was he was eating onions like apples. Yeah. I uh, think I saw that guy. I think I saw him online. And yeah. I'm like, I saw it. I'm like, because I actually did something similar to that, because I literally cannot, and it, it pains me to say this, because I come, I'm from Buffalo, so this is where, like, hot sauce is, like, king. Yeah. I, I put hot sauce on everything. Couldn't taste it. Really? Couldn't Did it still give it. you the spice though? It still gave me the spice. Like I could actually There's like, no flavor. No, no flavor. I could like feel like going down my throat. And that's what usually, you know, gets me going as far yeah. as, you know, why I can't do hot sauce anymore. Um but yeah, it's a weirdest thing. And my wife and my son are they have no symptoms, thank God. And um that's Especially crazy. In New York. I know how the schools are in Alabama, but you know, out in Erie County, which is a couple counties over for me, they went from, it's like, I think it's like orange, I guess. So basically everything shuts down as far as schools and we're in yellow. So I'm like, Oh crap. I'm like, it's just a matter of time. Cause my son won't be going back to school until after Thanksgiving, regardless. Jeez. So, and I'm like, I'll be like, I've had a few shutdowns here. Um, you know, in my life, I don't, me and big booties, you don't have children. We have chickens. <laughs> So it's always uh, code yellow, I guess, with them. They are they're out and about. Um, they're they're going, <laughs> and if not if if not, they'll be in the freezer soon, right? Yeah, we do. We have we have five younger ones that are they're still about three months away from laying eggs. We have three that are old enough to lay eggs, and two of them are. There's one holding out, and I that's why I told my wife she's got a few more months mm-hmm. till she's tenders. Well, you, you could be. Uh... Your friend and mine, uh, Doug Markham, and have a pig or something too. So he has a big pig. Uh, my wife, every time she sees it, she wants a pig, and I'm like, "No, 
You, you can go visit Doug Markham if you want some of that action. Yeah, he's not that far from you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he's not. He's just about 30 minutes. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's it's just the weirdest thing because in my wife, I'm like, I just, uh, every day, in addition to the normal stuff, I just get up and say I'm sorry to my wife. <laughs> but even more now, it's like, I'm sorry. She's like, well, it would have happened sooner or later just because with my job, I'm going all over the place. Yeah. So, it's, I, I would have picked it up somewhere, somewhere along the line, or my son would have brought it home or something. I can't believe, uh, knock on wood, which means, you know, by the time this airs, I'll have a positive test. But uh, I can't believe that I haven't had it yet. I even had, the day I got the test, I got uh, the antibodies test, and it was negative. I know they say that only lasts three months, though, because I think – I didn't ever have symptoms or anything, but I've been around due to job, due to work. Um, so I, I assume I was like, I can't believe I, I've dodged it somehow. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, all the tests say otherwise, so we'll see what happens. But uh, I'm like you. I'm, I'd be the same thing with my wife. I'd be like, I am so sorry. But, you know, she works from home uh, due to they, – they won't let her go into the office. And so she's been – uh, working from home and every day I'm sitting out there, you know, on the computer or playing video games. She's like, you know, you can do whatever you normally do when I'm not here. Right. And I'm like, I just be doing this naked. So uh, you make me naked. Cause that's the only difference. I'm trying to have respect for you. <laughs> well, it, that should have went out long ago. She, you guys have been married long enough where it's like, okay, that usually goes out the window. But, uh, cause you guys have been married. You said what, like three, four years? uh yeah we're going on uh we're, we're our third year we're on our third year yeah you're new age i'll be my wife and i will see what christ october will be 11 okay is she upstairs right now is she out in another room uh yeah no she's completely upstairs i'm down in i'm down so, in my dungeon or something so what would that. happen if you just walked upstairs naked well my son's up there so he'd say dad what's <laughs> that <laughs> yeah say, say say the sun's gone say we're after thanksgiving and he's back okay. at school you walk upstairs naked. What's wrong with you? Exactly. See, that's, I don't want that. I get that enough. That's why she's like, do whatever you normally do. I'm like, it'd be naked. But since you're here, I'm just going to be in my shorts and still play video games or watch wrestling or whatever. Well, and you see, you're also taking account, too, where the difference between me here in upstate New York and you're down in Alabama, it's about, about 50 degrees colder up here. So usually it's going to, usually it's about that. Now it's going to be about that. So <laughs> it's like I'm smuggling uh, miniature grapes or something. Like a gunshot wound. I'd be walking oh, around geez. in New York. Uh, you know, it's, um, it's about the low 30 here today, high 50. Yeah. It's about where we're at right now. We're still in those swings. I mean, last week we were, we were literally at low of 32 and by 2, 2 p.m. it was like 75. True. Yeah, but that's pretty much what it was here too, yeah. But it's just like what they say about Western New York weather. It's like, okay, wait five minutes. It'll change. But yeah, it's just the weirdest thing. And you guys had, you guys get affected much by the, uh, I know I asked you before, but um, privately, but you guys were affected by all that, the hurricane coming in or no? Um, no, the first, the first one completely dodged us. One that was, you know, pretty bad that hit, I guess just about a month ago or so, but the one that hit like last week, uh, it actually affected us more just because it was like three whole days of rain. Mm -hmm. uh, nothing bad, you know, nothing crazy wind where we were in danger or anything, but it was, it was just soggy for a long, long time, hard rain. I live out in the country, so I got 
I hate rain because I just know I'm going to go out and have yard work to do because I'm surrounded by trees and it's just, it'll look like I'm in the middle of a, you know, lumber yard if I don't clean up my yard after the storm. So, well, see, that's the uh, funny part. We we had windstorms up here. We had gusts about, about 60, 60 miles an hour a couple of days ago. And uh, of course, I get the leaves out by the road for the town to come by and pick up the day before it happened. So now, in addition to all my neighbor's leaves coming over to my yard, I have the ones that I put by the yard in my front yard. So I'm like, oh. How are you getting them to the road? I have a uh, leaf blower. So you just blow the whole yard to the road? Uh, the front, yeah, because I have my backyard. And, and believe it or not, I, we did not have one single tree. We took them all down when we moved into the house. All right. So they're all for my neighbors. So um, I Consider blow all Consider me along. your neighbor then. That's about mine is. Exactly. I'm like, I'll just blow him back in his yard. He's got a little tractor <laughs> yeah. and everything rides around. I'm like, I'm sitting there like a freaking goof blowing him to the street. <laughs> um, but no, I actually have, my son has a, um, one of those big trampolines. So yeah. we have a cover for that. So I basically put the cover out from the back in the backyard in between, blow them all on there and then drag them to the street. Oh yeah. So I'm like, mm. Do I really do I really want to go out and get a whole lawn tractor with the attachment and all that stuff and you know not necessarily waste the money? Yeah. Yeah, I probably could, but that, that, <laughs> I just don't want to do that because that's another well, that's another expense. <laughs> we we barely have any any sunlight, so I have nothing but leaves. Yeah. So uh, I got the attachment last year and literally first day. I, I battled with it all fall. And then I was like, I got, I'm going to have to get one of these. The it, I pull behind, you know, I got a riding lawnmower and I got this, you pull behind it and it just sweeps it up as you go. It's just a sweeper. Mm -hmm. And literally second time I dumped, I ripped the corner of it. So now <laughs> it just leaks. Now it leaks like a trail of leaves wherever I drive. So I was like, yeah, I'll fix that later. It was the end of fall. Anyway, I could get away with it. And of course now it's, I've wasted all summer and I was like, Oh yeah, that's broke. So now I'm going to handle, I mean, I'm in like ankle deep leaves right now. Oh Jesus. <laughs> no. Cause that, but that's the thing. It's like, cause we have like a little, like on the side of the house, we got like a, like a two, two little uh, pads of uh, vegetable garden that we ripped up obviously after once the freeze came a little bit, but um, we have a fence here. So all the leaves are against the fence. So I'm like, okay, I don't have to go that far, but it's just a pain in the ass. Okay. Now I got to go out there. I got to rake them off the fence. I got to blow them over to this other side of the, I'm like, this is why we took down these damn trees to begin with when we bought the house. So we didn't get any more damn leaves, but apparently, uh, you know, my neighbor, leaves find you, my friend. Oh my God, Jesus Christ. I swear to God. But um, yeah, it's just been, it's been a blessing when I've been off, but it's also been a curse because I've been outside more times to just cause I want to get outside. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm like, oh, I don't think my yard's ever been this clean before. <laughs> so, but it was, it's, it's better than what it was. I'll say that much, but now we just got to get a matter of it's, it's, I told, told my wife, I'm like, okay, it's gonna be like 30 today. Tomorrow's supposed to be like 60. I'm like, Oh yeah. What the hell? I'm like, they wonder why everybody's getting sick and all that crap. And yes, but that's the thing with this, especially with the COVID thing. It's like everybody thinks you're getting sick with like colds and sinuses, but it's like it could be anything. Yeah, at this point, half the people that don't want it, that don't half the people that don't want it, they just go, hey, it's just sinuses. I got the flu, maybe. Mm -hmm. You know, just change it. Other half are panicking. They might have just the sniffles, and they're like, I got to get tested. 
Oh yeah. Well, so it's, it's, I mean, everybody's all over the board. You got you see people telling you not to take the flu shot. People telling you to get the flu shot. It's like, you know, we're everybody, not just us. Everybody in charge. Everybody. Everybody's grasping at straws. That's why it's a new. It's a new thing. So we're mm-hmm. all grasping at straws, trying to figure this out the best way we can. Oh yeah. Now, obviously, with your uh, traveling as far as for comedy, are you traveling much, or are you pretty much just staying in your little corner of heaven there down in Alabama? Um, we're in – well, you know, uh, doing stand-up, um, I had luckily got to a part in my career where doing radio, doing podcasts, doing uh, other things, that the stand-up part, I just – I basically picked and choose. I wasn't, uh, they call it road dogging, which is, you know, that's where you're almost every weekend you're at a gig. So luckily I try, you know, unless, unless a big gig or unless I just wanted to set something up, I kept it to a certain handful of clubs and cities, uh, Huntsville, Birmingham, Chattanooga, Nashville, Kentucky, Georgia, Mississippi, Florida, basically driving distance, you know, where I could go home, when I wanted to, it was an easy half day drive, five hour, eight hour drive at best. Mm-hmm. Um, I was luckily at that point. Uh, and then with this, after it shut down, it's, it's slowly trying to open up down here, um, which is a little different than a lot of play like in New York. I think the comedy guidelines, you have to have an outdoor show. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't have anything indoors and here, um, it uh they're there but they have to be social distanced they're spread out some people have some you know down here if you're eating you can take it off in a restaurant so in a if you're in the you know and everybody treats it different so you could be in the comedy club and now you're at half capacity or quarter capacity just because of social distancing and then you got half of those people that are still wearing a face mask which really dampens the laughter i'm not uh, I, yeah. we figured that out pretty fast just now it's like a <laughs> um so it's a it's an odd thing but i think it's the people that come out i've did um a couple weekends in huntsville and i've did um atlanta i just got back from atlanta mm-hmm. and the people that are coming out are being safe but they're also they're wanting to get out of the house and get back to close quote unquote, you know, normal life entertainment. Um, now everybody's affected by that. Some people think that's stupid. Some people, you know, they don't even have extra income to be going to a comedy club. So it's weird. It's, I want them to be open. I know the staffs at all these clubs very well. So I know they all want a job and now they're working with, you know, they're, they're mostly wait staff working on tips. So now they got a quarter of the capacity that they were at. So it's, you know, and then you got people that aren't coming because they're like, one, I don't feel safe, or two, I don't have the extra income anymore. So it, comedy clubs are in a weird spot right now. I mean, it's we tried. I did a couple of virtual shows, and it's just, you know, I don't know if you've watched a, I don't know if you've watched a concert like a live concert since COVID where they're streaming it. Yeah, like it's I, fun. I it's just different. Yeah, yeah. I, I've seen a few on YouTube, and there was a few that I got off of. Um, I think it's access on uh, direct TV there. Yeah. Um, it, it's just weird. And I was talking to, like I mentioned to you last week, I had Mike Cannon on. Yeah. Um, comedian up here in, in upstate. And believe it or not, I didn't realize he's like, yeah, I went to Geneseo, which is like a half hour for me. Um, and he, when I talked to him Saturday, he had two shows. He had a, a 
early show and a late show, and he was actually on top, like rooftop. Wow. At, at some place. I'm like, okay, that's got to be freaking cold, cold and shit. And I said, well, oh. he's, he's got to go what he's got to do. But, and then I told him, I said, man, it's got to suck because you see all, you know, back in the day, you, you'll watch, like, I've always gone back and something that always will stand still is the Foo Fighters when they played Wembley. Yeah. I'll watch Great that. concert. Oh, fantastic. I'll watch that probably once a week. <laughs> and yeah. like that you can get because it's the pet. I'm like, just live. It's like, I was watching, um, what was it, the MT- MTV Awards, Music Awards or something? I don't know. One of those. Yeah. And it was kind of the same thing like they have with the Thunderdome, where they have all these virtual things. And I'm like, yeah. It's not the same. It's not doing it for me. And I think it's pretty much, unfortunately, it's going to be at least temp or temporarily it's going to be the new normal i guess you could say oh yeah no i think it's changed the concert industry forever yeah and, and i mean i saw ticket i saw Ticketmaster was floating the idea of you having to have a negative test in hand within the last like 24 48 hours to come to a concert with them back up i'm like what well, now what are we doing we forging them now well, you know is it all got to be on your phone what are we doing yeah. i mean how are you going to prove that well, no, and you get a lot, especially up here, there's Darien Lake, which is an amusement park up here, and they do all the um, concerts up there, too. And I'm like, they're hurting even more because, you know, obviously this time of the year, obviously they're not doing anything. But all summer, you could have gone there, but you had to wear the mask and all that stuff. But it's like, yeah. these concerts, nobody want, nobody can travel. So it's yeah. like, you can't schedule anything. So that's, you know, people losing jobs or whatever the case may be with that. But You know, I think it's going to be um, the music industry is like the – uh comic industry um and because i because i've seen it with the clubs that are open down here everybody's gonna have to go back a step in venue wise so these arena people they're not gonna be at arenas they're gonna be at you know large concert venues mm-hmm. um large concert venues are going down to the theaters or the concert halls the concert halls are going back to big bars big bar acts are going to the small clubs um so the perk is like we've had comedians come through huntsville that normally wouldn't come through huntsville but it's one of the only clubs open Mm -hmm. so they're going to get any venue they can and there's not going to be theaters open and and concert halls so they're going to these smaller clubs and so you're getting a chance to see somebody you wouldn't normally see but also in the middle of it half the people are going well i'm not going though i don't care who's coming i'm not getting out and sitting in a crowd Right. So it's it's all different. It's all weird. Um, it's like wrestling. It's 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 a form of entertainment, but it's one on one, and it, unfortunately, it's a, a business that thrives on expendable income. So you're at a different era there. Of there's not a lot of expendable income as much as there normally is. So you got to start figuring out where to shut things down, and that is hey, going out to entertainment and. Mm-hmm. So even though it was the big night before, hey, we're going to date night, we're going out to the comedy club, now it's changed. Now it's a whole big ordeal if we're getting out in public and we're saving and spending extra money because we don't know what the future holds. Yeah, yeah. because knock on wood, I've been fairly fortunate and same with my wife. You know, we haven't really been affected job-wise. Pre, yeah. you know, obviously pre since my positive tests before that, but, you know, my my job has been basically deemed essential here in New York state. So I basically, I work four days a week. I basically work four tens. Mm-hmm. So the only thing that really was really affected by that was going to five eights, which 
it was nice getting in at six and leaving at, you know, three or whatever, which is nice, but you know, it's a matter of, okay, now you got to adjust everything with schooling and all that stuff. But, um, it's just, we were, we've been very, very fortunate, um, you know, to still be working. Um, and then obviously I got clear to go back on the 24th, um, by my, my, my doctor. So I'll be back the 24th at work. So right in time for Thanksgiving and, uh, Black that's Friday. what I mean. We got holidays coming up, yeah. man. This is a it's, it's a crazy tough. deal, man. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. Um, you know, but well, we need to lock ourselves in and watch WWE Network and or at free shows. <laughs> Netflix and Hulu and the whole deal. You know, and it, I, I definitely been doing that because I've been going to. Uh, I just finished um, the third episode of The Mandalorian. Um, I'm last... holding all. I've watched season one. I, I'm I'm so spoiled now. I don't want the weekly episodes, so I'm holding off till they build up. Well, but see, there's only three episodes out for season two on Disney Plus, so I'm like, yeah, because they're doing a week at a time, right? And I'm like, oh, come on! I got up. I'm like, I go to go to the next one, let, let the next one after the third one last night. I'm like, it goes back to some random like cartoon <laughs> from Star Wars. I'm like, yeah. what the hell's? Oh, they stopped after this one because I think the next one's coming out. Uh, soon but it's just like oh. yeah every i think every sunday they, or friday they drop an episode yeah but and my son was actually the mandalorian for halloween um nice that he was actually went outside so then i'm like okay well now i get to do uh i get to wear the whole mandalorian mask and all that stuff just to freaking scare the crap out of people sometimes <laughs> now but um but no yeah and it's one of those things too it's like because i just became a top guy um this month in november because i saw when you know Connor was posting all the stuff about um Jim Hurd all that stuff that he did which is absolutely phenomenal if you guys aren't part of uh, ad free shows go over there and um as little as it's like what nine bucks eight bucks a month you can get yeah I think the lower tier is nine bucks um but I'm like yeah I I finally got I've been doing well enough with the show where I can go I'm like you know what the hell I'm going balls deep and going balls to the wall and becoming a top guy and you know been very fortunate to you know be in zoom calls like last night with medusa and eric tomorrow night and um you joined yeah. our swaggle one. Oh, and, and the swaggle one yeah too and uh you know that was you know throwing crap around because the bills got beat at the last but anyways <laughs> that that, that, that's, be, that's beside the point um but yeah it's just because i was part of um tony's um patreon before and it's just like certain things you know i'm like stuff came up i'm like i just can't do it anymore and then i went away for a little bit and then i'm back yeah. and I'm like no it, it's very it's eye-opening all this content i'm like i don't know you know when i had i've had conrad on before i'm like i don't know how the hell he does it i really don't all that extra stuff and i'm sure you don't either man i you know i've seen him up close as well i'm like i don't i have no idea when he sleeps um i think he just naps <laughs> cat naps yeah right yeah he naps at night just for like a couple hours but uh, you know, he, he fought the same thing of, he, he wants this to be successful. He wants everybody to enjoy this. And at the same time, as he's trying to put all this together, here's COVID hitting. And here is, you know, he's, he's asking people for money for a subscription at a time when people are cutting back and drawing in the reins. Like you said, we're, we got to trim the fat till we figure out what position we're in. Mm-hmm. So he's in a weird spot of, um, of trying to make that successful, also trying to, I mean, 
you know, it is a business. He's not trying to rake it in, but he's, it is a business that he wants to get off the ground and profit. And he's got a lot of, I mean, you've seen it. There's a lot of things in this. Mm -hmm. So, um, but also seeing the meeting, having meetings and we have a weekly meeting of there's things that are in the pipe that's getting recorded now. That's got, this is going to be announced and just, there's so many things that he has and just to see his, not only his mind, but you know, people involved of what can we do next? What do people want to see? What do they want to do? Uh, it's, it's, he's just got a, it's awesome to see his mind work and, you know, figure out, we, we call him to make, he makes it happen. I mean, um, you got an idea. Conrad's going to figure out how to make, what, what are we holding it back for? Let's, if it's, if we think it's going to be what the people want, let's do it. Let's figure out how to make it happen. So it's, it's crazy stuff, man. Yeah. Well, he, he got Dave Silva over, so I guess anything's possible, right? <laughs> he gets everybody over. That's the yeah. crazy part. But it's like – and it was uh, – when we officially met uh, this time last year in November in Baltimore there, and it's just like everybody's – everybody in general between yourself and Dave Silva, Dave Hancock, uh, Conrad, everybody. I met Jewett before, but um, I won't hold that against me. Um, <laughs> But it's just, it's just that little, that group of that family that, you know, that, and it couldn't be the nicest people, seriously. And it's just like, man. And then when I came, came through on this time with uh, being a top guy, it was like, oh, sad news bears, sad news bears, Pondwater Day. When I had him on, he was talking about it. I'm like, what the hell is sad news bear? Oh, okay. So then I got there and I'm like, I don't think I laughed as hard as I've ever have listened to that. <laughs> And just basically, it's for those of you that aren't, you know, familiar with that, you got to become an ad free or not even top guy, just become part of ad free shows because you get to get that experience. Basically, it's a group of friends just basically crapping on each other. Pretty well, much. I'll tell you, that show started the original name was the Think Tank, uh, right. because that is we're all in a, uh, a group chat together and not to pat ourselves on the back, but. Uh, those guys in that group are basically responsible for StarCast, are basically responsible for things you're seeing on ad-free shows. And it was because all wrestling fans, just all normal guys that are have a common interest, met, met at a few conventions, then we met these people, then these people got brought into the fold. So now you got a group of guys who like wrestling. And, yeah, we, we're our friends as well, but – that's how StarCast started was in that chat, Conrad having the idea of, I think I want to put something together uh, because I think the, he said, I, you know, I think the conventions that are out there are not giving us what we want. They fell into the trap of put up a few tables, pay your people at the table and have some signings and go home. And that's not as wrestling fans what we wanted. We wanted experiences. We wanted and not the same wrestlers every time. Yeah, we got our, our classics, but uh, you've been to it. It's a whole weekend event. It's not just I'm going to, you know, this this autograph signing with a bunch of old wrestlers. It's it's a whole experience that you get to be a part of. You get to see people interact that would never interact in a normal situation. Uh, you get to see shows. You get to hear behind the scenes. It's just – but that all we came from that group that we jokingly called ourselves the think tank because he would go, what do y'all think about this guy? Or if this guy was in an interview, 
who would you want to see interview him or what would you want it? What do you really want to hear him ask? And, and it came from not consultants, not people who had been in the business. It came from like me and you wrestling fans. And so you've been to it. That's why it's such a great experience is it was trying to deliver exactly what you wanted from those people. And so we decided that show think tank, let's try to get this Twitter group where we're busting each other's balls 24 seven and put it into a, a show and just, you know, we, we recorded a couple before we even thought it was going to be a show. We just wanted to see what it was like to get on zoom. Cause again, it's like you said, we hadn't seen each other. We hadn't got to get out of the house. So let's get on a zoom call and record it and see what happens. And then of course we, we lovingly refer to ourselves as sad news bears because some of the dudes in there only pop in when they deliver sad news. Uh, so we, we started calling ourselves the sad news bears. Conrad got it over of course. And so, uh, now we've changed the name to the sad news bears, but like you said, you know, we, we started, if you go, if you, if you sign up for ad free shows, if you hadn't, if you are on there and you haven't gave it a shot yet, those first few episodes we were trying to cover, current event, current topics on wrestling and Hey, up to date on the, on uh, all the programs and the pay-per-views. And then it started turning into like the Twitter group and we would just, somebody would, you know, rotten crotch would claim he doesn't like ketchup and said, Hey, if you like ketchup, you can go kill yourself. And then it was like, okay, well, here's a whole segment. Here's a whole show we can do busting on rotten crotch. And then the feedback started coming in going, Oh, that's what we want. You know, we want more of that, more of you guys busting each other's chops. So that's what it's turned into now. Like you said, it's just a bunch of friends on Zoom and we're having a good time and talking about whatever happens. Well, exactly. And we wouldn't have gotten the, um, let's see, the comedic reins that is mansplaining, as I see over your left shoulder there. (laughs) Um, And uh, between uh, Big Booty Judy and then uh, Dave Silva's wife. Yeah. Holy, I'm like, if my wife actually enjoyed wrestling, then have have at it. But I'm like, I don't. Dude, you got to get her in. That's the that's the beauty. <laughs> it's people that don't like wrestling and having Mance do it. You got to. I mean, I hate to tell you this right on camera, but you got to let Mance do your wife. He did my wife. <laughs> let Mance do your wife, RJ. That's a that's a shirt right there. Coming it is. to uh, Box Again or uh, whatever. <laughs> I don't know if it's out there, but maybe this is spoiler alert, but hopefully uh, I won't get in trouble. But that is going to be a shirt. If your wife signs up for mansplaining, the shirt is Mance did my wife, and you get the free shirt. So it's uh, very similar. There's a, I don't know. I'm sure there's a, probably a restaurant down by you too, but there was an actual steakhouse up here where they had like, a, I think it was like a, 30 or 20 ounce steak and big boy steak big boy steak oh yeah and it basically if you ate the whole thing you got a shirt that said i beat meat i beat meat i beat the meat and <laughs> i'm like mm. that's strong i'm like that's uh that's a hard uh a hard sell right there but uh yeah look i we did the one with judy and mance and if, if you don't know what he's talking about mance planning is the wrestler over my shoulder over here Mm-hmm. and he uh, he does a watch along with a lady and has to describe whatever they're watching to a lady who has no concept of what's going on. And um, so Conrad, he said, hey, I think we're going to get these shirts that say Mance did my wife if you sign your wife up. And he goes, so we're going to make these up and send them, and I haven't got it yet. But he's like, 
as soon as you get it, you're going to have to wear it so we can start getting the pub. And I'm like, I mean, I'll wear it to your house. I don't know if I'm going to the store and like, <laughs> I, I definitely can't wear it with my wife, big booty Judy next to me. Right. And it Mance did my wife, but, uh, I beat my meat. That's a pretty good. That's a pretty good deal. Like I said, I don't know if they if they've trademarked they it yet or not. But if you can, if uh, the guy gimmick attorney's listening now, I'm sure he could probably <laughs> trademark that real lickety split right now. And you know, I was even surprised this morning to see that he's got a show coming out on ad free now ad free shows now too. He does. Uh, I saw early results. It is. Uh, it's getting a lot of positive feedback. I, I mean, I I think it's one of those last things left in wrestling that. You know, we always talk about smart marks or, you know, we're, 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 we know what's going on now. We think we know everything and we're going to call every – we know the angles that they're going to try to push on us. I think it's one of the last corners of wrestling that we don't know a lot about, um, yeah. and that is the legal side of it and what they're going through. Talking about – you see people like um, – was it Zelina Vega talking about unionization and how she caused headlines and – uh, trademarks and who owns whose name. And um, I, I think that's a corner that's, that's been untapped. And I, I think uh, gimmick attorney is, is he's smart enough to know how to make it entertaining and translating it in normal terms, human terms, mm-hmm. and not just, you know, legal jargon the whole time. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think it's going to be a, a sleeper for ad free shows based on the early feedback. It is, it's getting a lot of good pop from it. Yeah. And even, I know, I've gone back and listened to a lot of, like I said, the sad news bears. I've gone back and listened to a majority of them. Um, and even the stuff with, um, they just came out yesterday with a second one was um, uh, Mike Kyoto, Melbeck with Kyoto. Oh, is he and, great or what? Oh my God. And I'm like, I think it was yesterday. I think Conrad brought up, I, or maybe it was Conrad or it was one of the questions. It's like, he could basically do like, what was it? What did he say? It was like a mob hit kind of like voiceover work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, Okay, well that 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 makes sense. I'm like, okay, well now you got to get, uh, you know, with all these releases, you get uh, Chimble just got released, and I'm like, get all these guys together, you know, you get uh, over at three shows, but yeah, it's just you get to see that different, you know, that inside look into you know the WWE as far as a view from a referee. Um, yeah, you know, it's like the baseball, it's like the baseball thing where we always say, or even football, if you could have. The player, like, I always thought if, if baseball could add a mic on the first baseman, you know, where they're over there BSing when somebody oh, yeah. gets a hit, I'm like, that's that's the only thing we don't know. That's the curtain left. Yeah. Uh, that's our divider. So, the, the ref, that view, whatever he's hearing, he's got the earpiece now, he knows what's going on beforehand. That we don't, we don't have that view, and that's a different view. And I think, uh, you know, uh, in our, quote, unquote, the Sad News Bears group, just off air without anything, as soon as Kyoto got released, you know, Conrad came in and said, dude, what if, is that interesting? Or, you know, do, do, is that something that would excite you guys? And we're all like, yeah, we have no idea what his viewpoint is. That's, that's the beauty of it. So, mm-hmm. and he is delivering on all accounts. He is absolutely phenomenal. You can tell he's, he's great at what he does and he's, he's really smart and really intelligent and he's very entertaining. You know, another thing that's been very entertaining, too, has been uh, your podcast there with Cassio's Cut. Um, I'm pretty sure that I think the gimmick attorney there should uh, trademark uh, what's, or, uh, what's in Cassio's box real, real, <laughs> soup, real quick. Um, or even do like a Cassio's Cut After Dark on ad-free shows or something like that. 
Um, <laughs> Look, which, my whole goal is to get Conrad to buy my podcast out, so I don't, I don't have to put as much work into it. Yeah, I'm fine. Please, I don't have to do it the hard way. Just buy me out, Conrad. But uh, so far, he's letting me flounder on my own for now. So uh, we'll see. Instead of buying mine, he added uh, another show, which has not been announced yet. But I'll be doing something for ad-free shows uh, that should be announced soon. We got a couple. Go. On the, uh, so instead of buying me out, he just added more on my plate. So, uh, but you know how it is. Podcast yeah. is a grind, man. It's a work. You got to, I tell everybody that, that reaches out to me that, and I'm sure you get it a lot. People that are going to think about starting to get into a podcast, you know, what can I do? What's tips? I'm like, first of all, go in with, you're doing it just for the love of the game. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's, if you think this is going to be your avenue to make it rich and famous, you are wrong. Yeah. And most people are wrong. It's like, it's like pro sports. Uh, don't bank on being a professional athlete. You better have that backup ready. Now, if you just love playing football, you love playing baseball, and you want to play as long as you can, do it. If you want to do a podcast, do it. I mean, there's no – you know, if you got enough money to get a microphone and a camera, you don't even have to have a camera, but just a microphone and mm-hmm. upload it somewhere, you can do it. But if you think you're going to be rich and famous, it's probably not going to happen. I mean, it's just – it's just a hard thing to do, but I'm sure you do it the same. I do it the same. My wife tells me all the time that I'm not clearing money off of this. Uh, so she's like, at what point do you start getting back into the black? Cause you're spending a lot of money making this happen. Like this is just a hobby. It's just fun right now. Yeah. I mean, and if nothing happens, nothing happens. But the cool part to me is that I get to talk to my friends or I get to talk to a celebrity or whatever. And, it's an experience that I wouldn't ever get to have beforehand. So it's just, it's just a fun time. And if people start piling on and joining it and going along for the ride, then that's just a perk, man. It's yeah. just, it's fun for me. Well, and it's one of those things too. And I, and I, I can, I'll, I'll bury a Horowitz myself right now, but um, <laughs> I going back and looking at it, cause I've been doing it probably about as long as you have, I, I, you know, a couple of incarnations with it because as you know, sometimes you just need to take a break, whether it's yeah. for a couple of months, whether it be for longer than that, whatever. Uh, and then when I came back and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to boss the wall, you know, and um, I don't think looking back on it now that I could go through my phone right now and telling my, you know, 16 year old self that I'd have Dr. Tom's personal phone number in my phone. Right. I would have uh, Jason Kendall. Uh, catcher from the pirates yeah. in my phone. Um, you'd be, I, I say you're lying, but yeah. like you said, you started off and, and people come to me, how should I start? I said, okay, first of all, don't expect, you know, to, you know, make any money if, you know, any. Do um, it just to do it first. Exactly. Period. And, you know, go into it and, for me anyways, I, like I said, I don't know how you, you, you do yours, but I'm like, I literally have bullet points, stuff I want to touch on. Yeah. And, you know, majority of the time too is like, like yourself or somebody else that I've had on the show before, I just kind of shoot the shit. You know what I mean? Yep. I, you know, I have a, you know, remember some of the stuff that I want to touch on, but I tell them like, you make the show sound like you're just, you know, you're drinking a beer at the bar you're just shooting the shit. Like, like I said, it was bears. It was a perfect example of it. You're just shooting the shit. Friends talking about wrestling, friends talking about, you know, matches, this, that, whatever. And just have fun, you know? And, you know, when it rains, it pours, you know, whether you get, 
you know, a little bit coming in every week or whatever, it snowballs after that. I'm, I'm prime case of that. Yeah. But, you know, just do it to talk about it. You know what I mean? Because you don't know who you're going to talk to. You don't know who you're going to meet, you know, whether. Well, like, I, found, I found out too. Um, and, and it's, I think it's, it's kind of like what you're saying of make it sound like you're just hanging out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've had some, guests that I were personally excited to be interviewing. I was honored. I've had bands and comics and wrestlers or whatever the case may be. And I'm not just me as a fan going, Oh, I'm excited. I got this. Doesn't mean it translates into hits. Doesn't mean it even translates into positive feedback. Cause I think on some of those, me personally, I end up coming off as trying to do an interview instead of bullshitting and having a good time. Mm-hmm. And then I'll get the most feedback I the most positive feedback on, you know, my dad was on and mm-hmm. I, I get that one all the time. Or my mom sat in on one of the unboxing episodes or me and my wife have a question thing. And people, that's the ones people will message me and go, Hey man, this one was so good. Had so much fun, but that was also, it was just, you know, it's like me and you, we're just talking cause we know each other. We're just, mm-hmm. we're not putting on trying to make a show happen. Right. We're just recording a normal thing that would be happening. And I think that's what you gotta, that's what, that's what you gotta figure out. How do I do this every single time? And then the more people will be going, even if it is a big name, it'll come off less as interview and more like I'm watching those two dudes, two, two people just hang out and have a good time. Yeah. Cause I think it was the latest one of yours that I was listening to. Like since I, since I've been quarantined down in my basement here, I've been playing, uh, I've been playing more PS4 with uh, NHL uh, hockey um, then I have probably since I've had the stupid console, <laughs> um, I had it, but I forget which one it was. It wasn't the best of with Jimbo. It was the one preview when he had the two comics on with you. Um, uh, I forgot which one was that. Maybe it was less last week. Was it into the biscuit? Might've been that DJ it, Lewis and Drew Morgan. No, oh no, now it's gonna kill me. Now I gotta go to my phone because it's gonna bug me if I don't know. Oh, Ryan Greenwood and Greg Burgess, exactly that one, yeah. Yeah, my old radio dudes. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sitting there, and my wife's coming down, going through, doing laundry, and then she, she, she hears you laughing. She's like, what's that? I said, oh, that's Cassio. Who the hell's Cassio? Oh, he's the guy I met in Baltimore. Oh, okay, he's got a funny laugh. And then she just walks away. I'm like, oh, well, there you go. But, you know, but it's just that. It's that, you know. But you could tell. You didn't even know who those two guys were, but you could tell us three were having a good time with each other. Exactly. You know, and, and it's – and it, you can you notice just by listening to it that you guys know you've known each other for as long as yes. you have and you don't have to you know it's like i forgot who who was talking about it, it might have been oh it was nick all this he was talking about it on another podcast he's like i he's like i just hate when people interview me and they just mention oh i went to wikipedia and mentioned that you trained right. here you went you're from england how'd that go i don't want that and like people that do that fine if that's what you want to do by all means, I, I constantly say that. I said, but for me, I, I don't want. That's why if like you that. come on my podcast, I'm asking you about Little Debbie's. We we're not go, we're going off the page, oh, man. man. We're going I, off the script. I uh, my my wife knows which ones to get for me now. She'll go and she'll get the ginormous the uh, cream pie or oatmeal cream pies. The oversized ones. The oversized good. ones, and she knows she'll get me a box of those, and she'll get me a box of the smaller ones because they have the double in them. Okay. And you like the double decker ones. What yeah. I do, and I, I learned this. I mentioned this to you uh, when you had um, Ron Frontier on. Yeah. Is you melt the 
um, Star Crunch, but I tried it with the oatmeal cream pie and put it over vanilla ice cream. You met, oh, so you microwaved it? So I microwaved, I nuked it for a little bit. Okay. And, and I then put it, put it over ice cream. And? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah? Oh. Change yeah. the angle of your dangle there, buddy? It, uh, it definitely did. And, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I found, I think I was talking to uh, Jay-Z Flair about it, too, because he's about the, um, he's made a comment about the Christmas tree uh, cakes. Yeah. The vanilla. I'm like, dude, try the chocolate ones, man. I don't know if they get get down to you down there but i'm like i, do, I know they're, they're up good. here they are you know the the story now the i haven't seen them yet but they got a they're calling it an oversized pack of christmas tree cakes have you seen this mm -mm. they're calling it the oversized pack and people thought it meant there were more in there right uh but now we're opening it up it's bigger christmas tree cakes Ugh. so like your bigger oatmeal cream pie they now make bigger christmas tree cakes Oh, that's that. Yeah, that's gonna be dangerous. That definitely. That is what we needed to end twenty twenty. Is bigger Christmas tree cakes. That's oh, a good exactly. note to go out on. Oh, exactly. And you go like I'll go and I'll get one of those small like the just the smaller oatmeal cream pies, and I'll polish one of those off in a weekend, a whole box. Oh yeah, those are easy. You know that like, they, they go fast down here because you know Nick Saban announced that's his breakfast every day. Head coach of University <laughs> of Alabama. Well, he's he doing something said, right then. ESPN followed him around, and he's every morning his breakfast is two oatmeal cream pies and a, and a cup of coffee. And so now everybody down here, of course, is like, that's what I'm going to eat too, man. I'm going to eat Rokat. You know, it's just whatever same as he is good enough for him is good enough for me. I don't care if I got diabetes. Let's go. Put it in the veins. I, I don't care if I only have one leg. I don't care. And I don't care. Means I get to save money on socks. Let's I do this, Rokat. <laughs> One sneaker, yeah. uh, but you know, and it, it's funny because every once in a while, I don't know how you are with them, but my, you know, that you know, Mount Rushmore little Debbie's, it's always changing because they're always coming out with something new. You gotta at least try the new ones. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people get stuck in the rut of I know my OGs, mm -hmm. and I'm not gonna variate, but I'm with you. You gotta try all the new stuff because they they got a pretty damn good track record. So yeah. if they put some out, try it. Because I think they had something. I saw something out here. My wife got for me was um, they were orange flavored. I don't, I don't even know what you want to call them, but they're like little like sticks. I don't know if you go to um, like a to a uh, red robin like style by you. Cream pies, but they were orange. No, they're probably about about that big around, and they're about that long. Nah, about that long. They're like I, I, they're like cakes. They're like basically they're undersized Twinkies undersized twinkies because they're thinner they're not as thick as the twinkies but they're covered with icing and they're orange uh orange flavored uh cakes they basically call it orange flavored cream filled cakes basically it's like the um okay. like the cupcakes but longer i'm trying to find them you got me all excited i think oh. they call them tiger something or tiger oh, wait a minute here's what we're gonna do i'm gonna show you this we're gonna do this is it these is it these? Great podcasting, by the way. Is this it? That is it. Iced orange cream cakes. Is yep. that it? That is it. Nice. Oh, I have man. not tried them. I'm going to have to try them. I would, yeah, I would highly suggest. You, yeah, you you'd probably go through them like freaking shit through a goose, but still. <laughs> um, shit through a goose. There's your New York saying. 
Yeah, it's a goddamn Canadian. You know, it's funny. You know, I, it's a story I always tell whenever I'm on a show or wherever the you know it comes up. It comes up fairly frequently, but I always tell people, everybody, oh, what are you Canadian? Um, no, I'm like two <laughs> two hours from the border, but they're like, oh, you you can pass off as Canadian. I'm like, all right. I'm like, why do you want to pass off as Canadian? Maybe I do. I don't know. You know, shout out mm. to Nick Canadian Travis there, but. Um, but, yeah, why would you want to be like him? He's, well, he's nothing got, to write home about. But he's got a boat now. A boat in Canada? I, There's no way they got weather good enough for boats. I, in I, my head, it snows 300 days a year in Canada. Probably. It's like 260 down here in New York. <laughs> but, but yeah, but it's no, three it's, every two years <laughs> in Alabama. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> No, I, it's funny. I, my old, uh, my college roommate is down in, uh, outside Atlanta. And, um, a couple of years ago, he's like, yeah, it's freaking out. Everybody's freaking out down here. You get, you know, ice, like a fraction of an inch, not even of ice or snow or the threat of it. And everybody's going nuts. They're going to the stores and yeah. getting water and stuff. And I'm like, dude, that's like a Tuesday for me. You know, I'm like, I've driven <laughs> in like six inches of snow, whiteout conditions. And I can't see with, uh, you know, I can't see in front of my face when I'm driving and, but, uh, I'm like, well, I, I'll take snow over hurricane any day. I'll tell you that much, but, um, that's great. But with that being said, you know, we got something that we haven't done before when you had me, when I, when you had me on, when I had you on, there you go. Yeah. I swear to God, I've only had one beer folks. I swear to God. Um, yeah. Keep drinking. <laughs> no kidding. Actually, if, if one, one of these matches, I'm definitely going to have to drink, but, um, I'm almost done with my wine. We might need to take a break. Wine, uh-oh. Pee break. Um, <laughs> but we're going to go back to – I actually have to go back and look at my notes because I freaking lost it already. Um, April the – this is great podcasting, by the way. April the 20th of 1998. Shit. Come on with it. <laughs> it's a big um, night for me. Nitro. Big night for me. I'm 19 years old, man. But oh. actually, I'm 18, about to turn 19. Let's see, 98, I was... I was born 79. How old are you? I'm 36. I was... Uh, 36? I'm... Not that time. Buddy, you don't... No, in my head, you were. You look. You don't look a day <laughs> over 55. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, I, got, yeah, I, I got the I'm, Conrad I'm, or Dave going. I am 18, about to turn 19. Um, and so I am... Really excited about this night. Um, we'll set it up as we go. But uh, I'm a Goldberg mark, my friend. Okay? And you look, now that we're older, we all look back on it. We've heard all the stories. I get that. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> I get that one of us watching this match will end up with a concussion just watching it. I got that. Yeah. But at the time... This was over for me. I was way 100% insert twist. I wasn't coming out of this. This was great for me. Um, this is a big moment. There's two big moments in this run for Goldberg. There's this, and then it sets up on my birthday later in 98, July 6th. He takes the belt, of course, from Hogan. He takes the heavyweight championship belt. But this is a big night in my fandom for WWE. I mean, this is a time when... Me and my buddies got together and made tapes, nitro tapes, 
because they had the contest where they were going to bring the nitro girls and have a party at your house mm. if they picked your tape. So we would, we would set up and record our nitro parties and mail them in to headquarters. So, I mean, I need to talk to Bischoff. He's probably got them on his desk somewhere still because they were gold. But <laughs> no, we never won. But yeah. this is a big time in my life. Yeah, because I was going uh, – I was 14 going on 15. I'd be 15 in June of this year. Um, young tyke that I was. Um, were, you, but, were, you, were you WCW then? Or are you, yeah, are you but, still on the WWE train? See, the funny part about it is being in upstate New York, I grew up outside yeah. of Buffalo. And I – was very fortunate. I've told this story before, and if you've heard this, I apologize. But um, I grew up, my grandmother lived about 50 yards away from me where I grew up. Basically, middle of nowhere is basically, it might be similar to how you are, where you get a group of like three or four houses, then you got like two miles, then you got a group yeah. of houses. So anyways, my grandmother had one of those big old school satellite dishes where you know oh the huge ones right you see them mainly now like radio station tv station stuff yeah, like you can that. fold them up and turn them into a hot tub now that's what rednecks do pretty much pretty much <laughs> <laughs> or, or people that just want to you know you want you want those uh was that uh that spray spray um spray can stuff that you can actually like turn into the plastic and dry yeah, it over the lake or something yeah. yeah anyways you know we were very fortunate like um, seal yeah there you go we're very fortunate to have that. So I watched majority of WCW growing, even in the Northeast, being that stronghold for WWF at that time. Yeah. My parents didn't want me to watch that crap because of the Attitude Era. This about yeah. 98. So now I'm going back now and watching a lot of the Raws now from that time frame. But no, I was big WCW. I was, um, believe it or not, you know, I think now looking at it back at it now, I'm like, I'm trying to kick myself then to say, dude, Goldberg killed people, you know, or hurt people. But I was the same way you were, you know, big Goldberg fan, big, honestly, I was a big Raven fan too. I loved Raven. He I absolutely love Raven. No, like watching, like you said, like we just talked about as you're older, me and you have talked to wrestlers, you've interviewed them, you met them at fan fest or conventions or Starcast or whatever you want to do. You read about it, you hear about it at other podcasts. Uh, yes, Goldberg was, you know, a little stiff, uh, didn't take care of his, uh, you know, his, his opponents at the time. That's not what we were worried about as viewers. Okay. As young kids, I saw him kicking everybody's ass and was on an undefeated streak. And it was the coolest thing you could tell me to watch. And that was, I'll never forget in a radio station, um, on July, like I mentioned, when he won the belt from Hogan, I had to work at a radio station, my first radio gig, and I was so pissed that I was having to work that I took my TV from my bedroom and took it to the radio station and plugged it in so I could watch it in the studio <laughs> as I ran John Garabedian's house party or like, you know, Rick D's in the weekly top 40, whatever it was. But, I mean, at this time, this was on top for me, man. This was This was fantastic. Yeah. And, he, and like I said, I, I, I'd lie to say that I didn't pop when he beat Hogan for the title in uh, July here of 98. Um, Cause I saw firsthand, I was literally on like pins and needles, literally watching it. I was literally from basically two feet in front of the TV. Uh, Do you remember this is a couple months before that. And by the time Hogan gets there, they set it up. Perfect. One thing's going to change either Goldberg's going to have a loss or Hogan's going to lose the belt, 
both of those, you couldn't fathom either one of those happening at that moment. You know what I mean? Like, that was a key. You're like, do they give it to him? And Hogan drops – oh, Hogan's going to drop the belt? Or are they going to ruin this streak? Which you go – I mean, if he's going to lose it, losing it to Hogan at the, at, for the belt is a good streak. Now, this was the first – to me, this was the first tense moment for me of, again, I was a huge Raven fan. Are we, we going to take the belt from Raven? Yeah. This is a big deal. Even later on, it's like you want to – you don't know what to believe. You're trying to disband that disbelief of, yeah. okay, is Hogan really going to lose it or is Raven going to lose it? It's like – but – and that's well, – I think that's what we're missing with the current stuff. But, like I said, we'll leave that. I mean, how many – yeah, now now title change is no big deal. Right. It's, it's back, it back 98 – I mean, you know, back in that time, and the, the later it's gotten, the less important it has gotten, but – the further back you go, the more important a title change was. This was a big deal. We're not just flipping and flopping it. Now, I say that, and as we go into this match, we're going to watch a Goldberg. <laughs> Raven won it the night before at Stampede. So, yeah. he's only had it 24 hours <laughs> and is about to lose it to Goldberg. But, yeah, it was a big deal when a title change happened. Yeah. So we're going to actually watch the match before the one with Raven and Goldberg. We're going to watch – Because we'd like to see some real wrestling. Exactly. And who better than to watch a Le Champion that he'd now become known as with Chris Jericho and Huvitu Guerrera. Um, it's which, for the Cruiserweight title. For the Cruiserweight title. So we're not going to, you know, you know, be disappointed until, obviously, we watch Goldberg. But anyways. Um, that's, <laughs> so, I mean, we got to get an appetizer. We got to exactly. get a good out. You got you to get that, you know, you got to get that taste. This uh, is when you're at a new restaurant. You go, I'm going to get the nachos because I know they're going to hit for the whole table just right. in case the entree sucks. Exactly. This Me. is a precursor. We're ordering something safe. We're getting through with it, and then we'll branch out and get something. It's probably not going to hit as good as we think. You know, it's going to hit as much I as – I haven't I... seen this match in a long time. Well, dude. neither have I. Neither have I. So no. I have no idea, especially the, especially the Jericho match. I have no idea what's going to happen. I imagine Jericho wins. I literally have no concept of what's about to happen. And all I know about the second one is that Goldberg's going to win. I know Raven's got his flock. And that's all I know. Yeah. It's been yeah. that long since I watched it. So, Ben, you might be impressed or might go, yeah, that's pretty much how we thought it was going to go. Here, hold my beer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, what we're going to do, if you go over to the WWE Network, go over to in-ring, go down to WCW Monday Nitro, Head over to the Chris Jericho Huvitu Guerrero match. We're going to be at the timestamp of 33 minutes and 56 seconds. So, Casio, if you would do the honors and give us a countdown. Uh, 33 we'll get... minutes, 56 seconds. Like you said, I'm not as good as Lois, but here we go. I don't three, think anybody is. No, three, <laughs> two, one, play. All right, so I got to go back to. The ye old, there we go. I'm like, I lost you for a second. I'm like, I kind of did my screen a certain way. I'm like, oh crap. So we're going to see, uh, <laughs> man, you can't. We've got Jericho. He's man. in the, he's in these weird long pants. I forgot about these, the Capri pants. Well, he, he kind of looked like a cross. It was like Chris Jericho and uh, Prince Ikea with the uh, old little, yeah. uh, I don't know what duster, I guess you want to call it or. I don't know what that is. I don't even know what that is, but yeah, it's uh, like extended board shorts, kind yeah. of in a, kind of in like you said, like a Hawaiian uh, prince robe. I don't know what they are. It's, yeah, 
Uh, but he's coming up. What's he got? Well, he's got a. So the picture of uh, Dean. Oh, he's got an easel. With a picture of Dean Malenko, it looks like, at least from my angle. Because I think this, this is. is that... Was that Billy the Kid in the front? Was that Billy Kidman in front? To... Oh, it is Dean. Now, Jericho, this is a good look for Jericho. He's got the beard that he's sculpting, and he's got the hair where, buddy, if you've been on a date with a girl and she puts her hair up like that, it's going to be a good time. It's going to go down. You no, know, I, I call it the old pe, uh, Pebble Flintstone head uh, hair uh, there. <laughs> but uh, well, this is the uh, time frame, correct me if I'm wrong, that he did the whole thousand and two holds with, uh, yes. with Dean. And um, – yeah, this is that time frame. It, it, it definitely lives up. You go back and watch anything. You got to watch this cruiserweight division that uh, WCW put out. Oh, it's out of this world. You're not going to beat it. You know, we're coming off of um, a year out of uh, this Mysterio Eddie feud for the cruiserweight. You know, now we're getting into the Jericho with Dean. Yeah, I can't remember this. It's either right before, or right after this is when he did. He read off all thousand and four moves that he could yeah. do. I think it was very very soon after this, but uh, you know we see the unmasked Hoovy. You know you see get you, so used to seeing him in a mask. You get he's so good, man. It's just he's unreal. Even now, talk you know he doesn't you know speak very fluent English now, but um, you know it's just you're seeing oh. oh and he sheds it away. Action right out of the gate, man. But you don't you know. WCW sometimes gets flack for, oh, it's always the cruiserweights first off, or, you know, you get, you know, Mark Merrow with Johnny B. Bad or something right off the bat or something. But, you know, you can't, you can't go wrong with any of this cruiserweight stuff that they have. I mean, look, I don't even know if the bell's wrong because we don't have audio, but right. they started so fast. This is awesome to watch. And it's just, you know, and you get, you know, baby or a uh, little nature in there too. It's, you can't go wrong with that. <laughs> you know, just it very, very uh, jealous of the long locks. Of Look at this guy with the blue hat. That looks like every one of my uncles in the crowd front row. He's got his big glasses, got the, uh, the chops <laughs> mustache, buddy. Well, that no, looks he, like everyone in my family, RJ. And, and he's, and he's that uncle that says, Hey, you want a taste of my beer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, no. You you drank a beer and smoked a cigarette with him at twelve. Yeah, well, exactly. And twelve is highballing it. Um, but you know, you see Jericho just basically laying uh, Hoovy out on the top rope there for the uh, cross the throat. But you know, th at this time they're really, you know, Jericho's so underrated. At this look, time. who's in the front row? That's Billy Kidman, isn't it? To the right there, that is Billy Kidman right there in the long hair. And I believe to the his left, I want to say is that? that is that um oh crap um uh, oh, is that uh, hey, last year? looks so good here, man. I think wasn't Lash Larue in uh, the flock? Later uh, on? I think so. Lash Larue, by the way, from my hometown. Yeah. Uh, he's well, he's twenty minutes outside, but yeah. I saw Lash Larue when he had just literally just started. We were at a tough man competition. I don't know if you remember those things back mm -hmm. in the day, but uh, the tough man competition was in town. They had one of their qualifiers, and uh, somebody introduced me to him, and he was, he was talking about how he was going to start, and he was going to WCW. And, you know, I think at that time – I don't think that's Lash, though. No, I don't think so either. He looks familiar, though. I, I know but I just remember Lash telling me he was going to be 
on TV wrestling. And, you know, of course, you're like, yeah, I bet you are, buddy. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure you'll be right on it. Wicked DT, you know, we get a couple, quite a few near falls here. With who this is a great, this is so fast paced. Well, you know, and just looking at it, you know, it's going to be a quick match. You know, you're not going to, the only people that really, you know, went the distance, and I mean, outside of 10 minutes, is, you know, the likes of Jericho and Dean or Dean and Eddie or Eddie and Ray, where you get those, you know, 15, 20 minute cruiserweight matches. And oh, oh throwing on the Lion Tamer. Try the Hurricane and missed it. Yeah, now he's going. Oh, yeah, he caught him. That was a big fitness when he, like, right here, where he puts the knee right behind the head and just bends him back. Yeah, that's when you, that was, watching this, you're like, oh, if he gets that knee down, man, it's game he's over, gone. bro. And this is that type of the move that you tried out on your younger brother or your oh, it's bad. cousin, and it's just bad. And say, <laughs> uncle, say, uncle. Yeah, it's bad. But yeah, it's, oh, it gets so close, you get to see uh, who he's feelings. Um, we got a little stinger mask in the crowd. Okay, it was fired I, up. But this is that that atmosphere that you can't match with WWF at that time, in my eyes. You know, you get that. You know, everyone call, labeled it. He's oh, out. He's out. He, he's out. How about that? That oh. was a quick match for the that belt. Was, but you know, but that's the thing, though. You, you get that, those quick matches, but they got a lot, lot in. And okay. Jack goes, oh. But here's a guy that, you know, looking back at it now, that reinvented himself time and time and time again. Just to think like he just celebrated 30 years in the business. Uh, this is, yeah. If you told somebody, let's watch their match, you know, from, oh, yeah. Uh -oh. He's doing his, he's doing his Goldberg, doing his workout bands in the dressing room, my man. Now, how oh, often do you do this in your bedroom before you go to bed at night with big <laughs> in ex in that exact attire? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, the tight underwear and boots and doing my armbands. Uh, all right, we got a good pyro here. Look, Look at this good pyro. pyro. And you know what? There is a Goldberg match going on. I'll uh, cheers I'll drink that. it up. But yeah, this is you know. 98 to probably about, you know, 01 out Bruce Buffer. Oh. oh, I mean, they're just spending money here, man. You just watch it fly this out the window. This is a nitro. Yeah, watch it fly out the window. I forget, was it Eric that said, I don't know if it was recently, how much they, he didn't, I don't think he gave the exact number, but he's like, yeah, it was just too much to, <laughs> to, to get him on a nitro. I mean, I heard it was like, I've heard 25 to 75 Gs. A shot. Which is crazy. I mean, you expect him on a pay-per-view. Yeah. Uh, just a nitro. You're like, man, you guys are – I mean, you don't, you're not thinking about it at the time, but as a, as a young person, you, if you see him, you go, well, this is big time because he's here. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the, the, this worked as in this is a big event. If, he is, if Buffer's here saying let's get ready to rumble, this is a big event. But, mm -hmm. you, you know, business-wise, now you look at it and you're like, Jesus, y'all are slinging money out the window. Yeah. No, it's one of those things too. You know, a lot of people nowadays are all about the set. Look at this Raven coming out. Just he's had it twenty four hours. He wanted a stampede, I believe, the night before. Right, and everybody wants to boast about all these sets nowadays with you know AEW and WWE at the uh, Thunderdome or whatever you want to call it. But to me, at this time, 
simple was better. And this WCW set, absolute. I always dug it. Oh, the intro set? Yeah. Yeah, no, I loved it. Yeah, it was it was perfect. It was, you know, it's metal and sparks. What are you gonna what are you gonna yeah, bitch you, about? Yeah. I'm sure people you don't need still, a bunch. Just give I'm, us a little bit. Sure, people people still oh, like, say what you want about Raven. his look right here is incredible. Uh his character is way over. He played it perfectly. Mm-hmm. He's got That's, the flock. Now See, this is before he went to back to ECW, or this is when he came back. Because this is because he didn't go to ECW after this, right? Uh no, he, no, I think this is before. Came back. Yeah. But yeah, it's because he's got the flock. He's got Saturn with him here. Yeah. Kidman. Uh who Saturn was over for me as well. You can say Kidman. The same thing with a what do you call it? This seven year itch or something, or eight year itch? Yeah. Or, yeah. But yeah. I mean, look just, at this, dude. You can't, you know. Look, I know he's going to injure people. You can say what you want. But look at this. This is what you – if you do create a wrestler, this is who you create. Exactly. And This and, intro, it's chaos. And it, and it doesn't matter that he's a Steve Austin ripoff now. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> no, but me watching it is at 18, I'm like, this is the greatest thing. This is what you watch wrestling for. You want the big beast. He's undefeated. He comes out like a badass. Mm-hmm. You know, this, inter- an interesting side note. I was watching Law and Order SVU yesterday, and I posted this on Twitter. Is one of the episodes I saw the first five minutes had Goldberg in it, high on PCP. I said, hilarious. "Dude, that was every Monday night." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "You got to be, you got to be messed up and you know, a little tweaked upstairs to breathe smoke and you know, take all those sparklers on you." But hey, you got over, man. He's he's still probably cashing those checks. Oh, well, I'd love to. Uh... I mean, how do you feel if you're Raven? They give you the belt, and 24 hours later, you're getting pummeled. Show me the money, man. I mean, I, I was about to say, yeah. I guess you're over, and you can say you had the belt and the whole deal. But still, you're like, damn it, 24 hours, you assholes. Well, exactly. You know, but the thing is, with this time, it's. But also, this plate, like we were talking about, changing a belt, a belt change is, is, is a big deal. So. That was a part of me going in, even though I'm a Goldberg fan, where you go, well, I mean, he just won it last night. They're going to take it off of him tonight. Yeah. You know what I mean? That played yeah. into the story of no way Goldberg's going to get the W. They don't, they're don't. they not going to make him lose it 24 hours later. Or are they? But that's you, you get that disbelief in you, and that's right. where WCW – That's the beauty of this storytelling. Exactly, and that's where WCW, for me anyways at this time, differed from WWF. Oh, man, and just – Raven selling – whether you like him or not, like you said, you had to respect his selling at this point. Yeah, I mean, at 98, this is a great Raven run. This is exactly. he's, he's looking great. Uh, he's putting everything into it, and his look is phenomenal. I mean, and plus, you're talking about teenagers our age at that time. You're, you're 14, I'm 18, or whatever. Mm-hmm. He was those kids, you know what I mean? Those mm-hmm. those kids that were the brooding Nobody cares about me. You know, why don't anybody pay attention? Like, I mean, that's a big teenage, the teenage angst of who nobody gets me the whole deal. And Goldberg doing actual wrestling moves here <laughs> with a knee bar. Goldberg doing a lock. <laughs> Believe oh, it or geez. not. And yeah, go back and watch this. If you don't think that Goldberg actually, oh God. That was great. That basically ruined Bret Hart's career right there. Ladies. I was about to say, it probably legit kicked him in the head, but yeah. If it wasn't, it was perfect. I think we got concussed watching this. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, it's that's. I love this. By the way, I love this this uh, the mat around the ring with the flames. Such a good look. But that's you know, it's those little things that you're looking at it now that as a kid watching it, 14, 16, whatever the case may be, 18, what? It, that's the little stuff that got it over even more. Okay, now you bring the chair into it. Okay, what's going to go on is, you know, referee's got to take it out. Referee's got to take it out. Oh, no, he doesn't. And boom. You know what Strong. I mean? It, it, but it's just, you don't see this. Goldberg's kicking out. So you're like, dude, he's already pinning Goldberg, man. There's like no way he's gonna, they're going to let Goldberg win. Exactly. You know what I mean? And it's just you, you're building Goldberg up. You're building him up as this, you know, this force that you – you can't beat, you know. I mean, this for you're, you're in Ravens territory now. He's got the chair involved. He loves the extreme rules. This is not how Goldberg likes to go with it. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Every match that he had was quote Raven rules, right? Yeah. Okay. Which basically was ECW extreme. Rules, correct. I was regardless. Gonna say, which means anything can happen. Right. But it's just the storytelling now. You know, you can't. You know, there's not enough time to tell tell stories properly. In wrestling now, I think I know AEW's been trying at it, but you get this storytelling here where you just you is he really gonna lose it or is Goldberg gonna beat him and what's happening to happen with the flock and it's just all this extra stuff that you don't know. By the way, think about this. Think about this, you know, uh whatever, three months from now. Oh, there's a spear game. Mm. Look at the crowd. And here he comes. Oh yeah, pop for that. Oh, Oh, here comes the flock. Here comes the flock. Sick boy. I forgot about sick boy. That's oh, yeah. Was. That's what it was. Okay. Oh, look at Kidman. Kidman. He's like throwing him like a freaking sack of potatoes. The Saturn? Who's that? That is. Oh, just incredible. Who's that? No, that's not just incredible. That's, uh, I think it's one of the Harris brothers, I think, maybe. Oh, look at this big dude. Isn't that uh, Reese? Possibly? Maybe? The old Yeti? Is it? I think so. It looks he's got like the him. mohawk. Oh gosh! Oh, jackhammer! Like, that's looks like he's big enough for him. Look at that! You know, you can uh, DM us on Twitter there if you want to tell us if we're wrong. But I'm pretty sure that looked like Ron Reese. Look, he's looking for more flocks. Now you're like, wait, where's Raven gone? Where's Raven? Look at security. Now you're going back in. <laughs> wait, is that is that Doc Gooden? That looks, looks like, like Doc Gooden. Yeah, it looks like him. I love Sigmund got thrown out, so he just got back in his chair. Like, okay. <laughs> I, I'm all... just, boom, the spear. Oh. Look at the crowd, dude. Tell me he ain't over. But Oh, excuse me. There you go. Um, but you can't tell me that he is not as over, if not oh. more, than Austin. He is WCW's answer to Austin. Or, excuse me, WWF's oh. version of Austin. Jackhammer on the stop sign. Two. Boom. Look at the crowd. But they're pop, man. You can't tell – like you said, you can't tell me that he's not over Goldberg is open for business, son. And he's got the bloody tongue. And, you know, like you said, it's uh, – Now think about this. In three months, he's he's going to face Hogan. And he's, he's just now champion. got the belt, and in three months, he's going for the heavyweight belt. That's how over he is. Yeah, and be a double champion after that. You know, he's going to hold the U.S. title Jeez. until then. But, oh, man, 1995-0, he fall off the flock. And he's got the belt upside down. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of (laughs) cost. That's on brand. (laughs) But, yeah, it's just, like I said, whether you liked him or not. Look at this shot. Look at this shot. Yeah. 
losing your mind. You are clearly, obviously, even pre or pandemic, you ain't going to see anything sold out like this unless you're going to like an AEW show or something. You're not going to see a WWE mm. show, show sold out like this. Oh, look at this. Let's we got the replay. replay. I'm pretty sure that this looks like. I want to see his face. Maybe. Oh, I couldn't see it. Ah. Look at that spear. So we got to Google and see. Let me tell you something. I, I, I dropped spears on everybody back in this day, son. Oh, yeah. And you tried to. That was not a nitro him. party we had where somebody didn't get fucking speared. Or jack him. And you try that. You only try that once. <laughs> and then somebody breaks their neck or something. And oh, well. Yeah, and then you're like, yeah, we don't need to do this. Anymore. Yeah, we can't do this anymore. Um, Look at that intro. But yeah, you, nobody else. Like you said, WCW simple's games. better. We, simple's better. We got sparks and metal. Come on. Yeah. And screaming. But you, but you can't – there's nobody else in WCW at this point getting that, that uh, type of uh, what you call uh, entrance. You know what I mean? You're not getting yeah. over as much as you are, you know, anywhere else. Still showing this for you. I, I mean, I can just remember I, I, I am losing my mind at this point, buddy. Oh, yeah. 18 years old, I am – We've gone to commercials that still didn't die down. Now we're like trying to gather what the hell's going on. Just recap after recap after recap. And I can't help but notice a couple of those signs out there. Buff sucks. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or low, low was the other one. Lodi wannabe I saw. <laughs> but that's the thing that's missing that, you know, you're not seeing a lot of these signs anymore. And that's, you know, you're getting these people that are, you know, now you just go over he's, to Twitter. Dude, he's seven months in. To his career, it's and he's unreal. 75 and 0, and they put the strap on him. I mean, you can't be what. Them. And at that time, you know, he's the Macho Man's the champ, uh, Savage is the champ. So you're right. you're thinking, well, there's no way he's going to end up fighting him. But still, you're just like, man, what's happening? Oh, what's happening? As you're still rolling, mine's still rolling. Where are we at? Oh, there it is. Is that Medusa? Uh, where? No. No. Who is that? Look at all the girls. All the Nitro girls coming out. Oh, man. I, I mean, we were supposed to stop there. I mean, but. I mean, oh, so far, I'm not mad about rolling into La Parker versus Ultimo Dragon right now. Look at all the Nitro girls. <laughs> Colorado Springs, Colorado got to see Goldberg. And now, now all they get billed for is Bobby Lashley. <laughs> that was fun, man. That's been yeah. a while since I've seen that match. Well, that's one of those matches you like to go back and watch, especially that stuff, like I said, going back and watching a lot of the old draws now just because it's stuff that, I, I, A, I couldn't watch. Oh, yeah. I didn't Hang watch. on. If you're still watching, LaParque is doing his dance, so I got to get that in. <laughs> Playing the guitar, uh, chair guitar, Yeah. Now you can now you can see that over on uh, MLW. All right, I gotta stop. All right, I gotta <laughs> stop it because I'm gonna get sucked in. There you go. I definitely but, am watching the rest of this when we sign off for oh, sure. Oh no, that's hey, I, I implore everybody to do that now. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's old school WCW. You can't go any. You can't go around with that. With you know nitros or even going back and watching the Raws. It's like, man, this stuff was you know interesting even now going back and watching with the WCW stuff. But yeah, this was prime for me. You know you. The older you get, uh, of course, like we said, you start 
you start getting into realizing what's going on and is it cool anymore? And you're, you know, your friends, some of your friends are, what do you mean you watch wrestling? And so you, it's a weird time, the older you get. And, um, I don't, man, that just, that hooked me from the jump, brother. Yeah. Cause I think right around when, after Goldberg won, you know, beat Hogan, like you said, in a couple months after this, you know, then it really, I don't want to say it went downhill after that, but yeah, but because it was like he got to the top of the mountain. It's like okay, well, now what? Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, and and that was the key. If you hear Bischoff or any of them talking about it, and that that was the key. What what the only thing next was when he gets his first you know loss. That was yeah. it. So I, I understand what the arc of it, but at this time, this was a great arc. This was a great great year for WCW. Everything's going great in my mind. Mm-hmm. And it was just fun to watch, man. It's a fun time in wrestling, period. Because, yeah. like you said, on the other side, it's not like WWE was putting out shitty product. No, they had, a, they had a damn good product going out as well. No, they were definitely putting out bangers, too, you know, between this whole feud that you had with Austin and uh, and The Rock over the IC title. Yeah. Then you had, you know, Hogan – or, excuse me, Austin and Taker and for the heavyweight, and you had – I believe at that time, I think Michaels was still there doing the, uh, you know, the whole DX gimmick there with Triple H and all that stuff. Yeah. But you know, you know, this time, like time frame they were watching, it was great for to be a wrestling fan, and it was tr- you're starting to see it where a couple of years prior, you if you're a wrestling fan, you really weren't as popular as you think. But now yeah. you know you're getting all this, you know, all this extra stuff out there. You're definitely uh, it was a good time to be a wrestling fan, but. Great stuff. Um, with that being said, Castillo, thank you so much for coming on. I know it was an extra kind of last minute thing. Hey, let's, you know, I'm quarantined. Let's get some quarantine podcasting out there. And that was uh, fun, man. That was fun. Thank you <laughs> but, for having uh, me, brother. Anytime, man. Times. Um, plug stuff you got coming up, plug the show, plug all that good stuff. Sure. Social media is at the Cassio Kids, my personal account, podcast, of course, Cassio's Cut. You can find that on social media at Cassio's Cut. I'm on my Twitch because I'm like you. I'm at home more. Let's figure out how to make it entertaining. <laughs> Go to twitch.tv slash Casio's cut. If you're on there, follow me. We're ain't, we, I ain't even asking for subscriptions yet. We're just follow me. We're having some fun. We're playing video games or doing all kind of good stuff over there on the Twitch. Follow me over there. Like I said, all the social media and weekly podcasts, like you mentioned, Casio's cut every Tuesday. Uh, wherever you listen to uh, Ringside Rant, boom, you can listen to Casio's cut. And like you mentioned, also host Sad News Bears, which is a weekly podcast on the ad-free shows platform. A lot of stuff going on over there. At least go to adfreeshows.com today if you haven't, and just check it out. Just look. There might I, I imagine if you look over the schedule and look at all the product they have, you'll find something just going to be like, damn, that seems pretty damn interesting right there. So if you're a wrestling fan, ad-free shows is, is really fun and really exciting time to start over there and see where it's going to go from here, man. And I appreciate you supporting it. I appreciate you plugging it. Appreciate you having me on as always, man. Always a good time to sit down with you, brother. Yeah. It's definitely for any of you that aren't like you, like Cassio said, go over and just look at it. You know, last night we had uh, happy hour with Medusa. Absolutely phenomenal time. Actually they ended up dropping. I forgot who it was, but somebody ended up dropping your Twitch uh, information. On the show? Uh, on the show. Um, <laughs> which I meant to bring Whoever it to was, I got to send them a check. I need um, it. I forgot. Was it? Oh, crap. Whoever, who's hosting? Alex? Alex. Yeah, he was yeah. the one that mentioned it. Oh, okay. And um, 
Yeah, because he's on Twitch too. Right. You know, between, you know, you had Medusa last night, tomorrow night, you got Eric breaking down uh, World War III um, from, yeah. uh, I believe, 96? Uh, I think or so, 98. Yeah. Are you? I don't know when this is going to air, but I'm very excited. You know how it is when you got guests and you hadn't recorded yet, but all the fingers crossed. Well, this is – I actually – all hopes, I'm going to edit this out. I got nothing but time, so I'm going <laughs> to edit this up, and this will be out probably if – Everything goes well. Everything holds, goes to the right folders. This is coming out on Friday. All right. So th this is, uh, I'm excited because I just set it up today, actually, as we record this. Uh, I just dropped Tuesday, this past Tuesday, the 17th, was my latest episode as this is. Uh, it was my 81st episode. 82nd will be just before Thanksgiving. I'm going to do another unboxing episode. I got packages all around me. And then, I'll celebrate my 83rd episode. I'll have 83 weeks of doing a podcast. Eric Bischoff is supposed yeah. to be my guest. There you go. On my 83rd week. We're, uh, we've been talking today. He's agreed with it. We're trying to make it happen. So yeah. I'm very excited, man. And then I got uh, Shuley from the Howard Stern Show is going to be on. Uh, so I got some good things. So I appreciate you letting me promote my stuff, man. And uh, this podcast, like I told you last time we've talked and we've talked in person, the podcasting community has been nothing but great and supportive uh, that I've been around. Love getting to meet you guys, hang out. And, uh, look, we're all having fun doing this. And let's, we're just living life together, basically. Look, one quarantine at a time. One quarantine at a time. <laughs> <laughs> I usually say stay positive, test negative, but you ruin that. But stay well, positive hey. and get positive again. I'll drink to that. <laughs> Casio, thanks, thanks so much, man. Pleasure to have you on. Thanks, brother. It was a fun time as always, man. Another great episode of The Ringside Rant is in the books. A big, big thank you goes out to my man, a funny guy, Mr. Casio Kid, for coming on the show yet again. Great time to always have him on to talk shop about comedy, about ad-free shows. If you guys aren't subscribed and members of adfreeshows.com, head over there. Just simply look at it. That's all I ask you to do. Just simply look at it. It pays for itself. The content is unmatchable throughout all podcasting world. Conrad Thompson and his team over there does an absolutely fantastic job. So head over there, you know, and check it out. That's all I ask. But with that being said, while you're doing that, or after you do that, I should say, head over to powerslam.tv and use the promo code RingsideRant to get your first 30 days free over at powerslam.tv. You can follow them on Twitter at powerslamtv. A big shout-out goes out to everybody over at Full Press Coverage, Ian and the team. I'm thrilled to be a part of this great family along with other great wrestling podcasts like Chaos Theory, Boots to the Face, Talkamania, Irish Rip Podcast, Crossbody Podcast, um, and hopefully many, many more to come, as well as being part of Wrestling Saturday, where you'll hear this episode as of right now over at FullPressCoverage.com. Follow them on Twitter at Full Press Radio, at FPC underscore wrestling, and at FP underscore coverage, as well as all my brethren in, uh, in Full Press Coverage family. Uh, head over to fight.tv right now. Absolutely fantastic content that they put out. If uh, you absolutely love streaming, boxing, MMA, professional wrestling even, check them out. Go over, set up an account. Uh, great team over there. I'm proud to be part of that family as well. 
uh, as far as being a great sponsor of the show. Absolutely fantastic uh, content between uh, Impact to uh, a lot of your great independent promotions. Uh, just check it out. That's all I have to say. But with that being said, thank you so much for tuning in this week um, to the show. Follow across all your social medias at underscore Ringside Rant. Follow me on Facebook at facebook.com slash ringside rant. Instagram at underscore ringside rant. Head over and subscribe wherever you get your great podcast, whether it be iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, full press coverage. Go over and download the app. All these great, basically wherever you get your great podcast. Make sure you subscribe. Give me a five-star review. I'll give you a shout-out on the show. Um, I've just been very fortunate to be where I am right now. And it's all thanks to every one of you who are listening to this right now. I couldn't do it without you. Uh, so thank you very much for, for that. And lastly, but certainly not least, a big thank you goes out to Darren and These Wolves for this great song, Worth the Pain. Fantastic. Check them out. Great music if you're into it. And as always, welcome to Ranters Nation.